Bonsai! And welcome back everyone to the dojo. Come on in and welcome back to the Never Dies Podcast where, that's right, Cobra Kai Never Dies and it is Season 2, Episode 6 tonight. And I am your host as always, Karate Kip. And I got my co-host in the dojo as well, Cobra Cole. Hello, welcome back. Welcome, welcome, and we are ready to talk about some karate tonight. How are you doing tonight, Cole? Pretty good. Man, me too. I am super jazzed up, if you didn't notice. (laughs) I am super excited to talk to you guys about Cobra Kai tonight. Yes, yes. Hello, listeners. Hello, Cobras. We are back for some more Never Dies. And I guess hello to the Miyagi-Dos as well. (laughs) To the Cobras (laughs) and the Miyagi-Dos. Yes, the two sides of the coin. The yin and the yang. But yes, welcome back to Never Dies, you guys. The show about the two most important things in life. And those two things are karate and teen drama. Am I right, Cole? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know that it's true. And yeah, y'all, this is such a heavy episode, but it was amazing. Did you like this episode, Cole? Man, this episode's different. But uh, it's it was it's still good. Uh, this one might get you in the feels a little bit. This one, we'll see. You know, it's heavy, but it's amazing, and I am ready too. And just in case you were wondering, I do have my Cobra Kai shirt on right now, and I'm all jazzed up, and I have my standard two cups of coffee, everyone. And uh, I am once again uh, wearing my Cobra Kai three-piece suit. <laughs> the three-piece. We, we, we have to make that a real thing. We have to make that hey, a real thing. Hey, the listeners don't know it's not real. The listeners don't know it's not real. And <laughs> yeah, we'll start selling it. Merch. That would be kind of cool, y'all. though, right? Like you do like a, like a black suit with a white, like a yellow shirt, I guess, underneath, you know? Sounds like something Terry Silver would have. Yeah, man. The Cobra Kai logo on the back of the of the uh, suit jacket. Uh-huh. And it's with the tie as well. Cobra Kai tie. Man, I want it now with some... Cobra, Cobra tie. Snake, snake scales. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's just a, it's just a tie shaped like a cobra. <laughs> Even uh, Cobra Kai cufflinks. Ooh, Cobra Kai cufflinks, yes. Yeah. yeah. But yes, we have any, was it was Cobra business? That is the first segment, as always, you guys. Cobra business. And I actually don't have any Cobra business to take care of tonight, Cole. Do you have any Cobra business to take care of? I don't think so. Well, all right. If you don't, and I don't. We still have stickers? We do, but we haven't had anybody email in. That's all right. We got a bunch of them though. They're cool. We got a whole bunch of them, you guys. 
first come, first serve. But if you don't have any and I don't have any, then that is the end of Cobra Business. And y'all, everybody knows what's after that. Yes. And y'all, that is the recap, cap, 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 cap. Yes, the recap, an echo of the last episode. And if y'all remember, that last episode was titled All In. Yes. And it was a huge episode, right, Cole? It was. Oh my gosh, it totally was. So let's get into it. It started off with a flashback of Eli before he was Hawk. And he was at his house and he was being consoled by his mom about being bullied and everything. But then it cut to him with red hair now and... And he had Moon as his girlfriend, and he was badass now, just like Johnny said to do. He's got a Moon tattooed on his chest. <laughs> yeah, he totally did. He totally did, and it, it showed just how far he's come since the beginning of the show. He's come a long way. Daniel was having a hard time training up Dimitri in the ways of Miyagi-Do. We had that really funny montage of all of his failures. Johnny had let Crease back into the Cobra Kai dojo and was even allowing him to help teach the classes together. Ooh, greasy. I know. And they had that lesson about going all in, which Miguel kind of took to heart when it came to about him and Sam. Chris also told Johnny to go all in when it came to his son, Robbie. So Johnny brought a skateboard over for Robbie and took it to his apartment. But him and his mom weren't there, and there was an eviction notice on the door. So Johnny started looking for Robbie around town, y'all. When the Cobra Kai kids were at Applebee's... <laughs> Not sponsored. Not sponsored by Applebee's. Not a sponsor. Not yet. <laughs> hey, we'll go there for the season finale. So when the Cobra Kai kids were at Applebee's, Tori started teasing Miguel, and she saw his PowerPoint presentation trying to get back with Sam, and she told him to throw it in the trash, but she did ask him to hang out. And, like, on a side note, I was thinking that we needed to kind of go back and be easier on Miguel. Okay, we were kind of making fun of him when I listened to it. Mostly me. And we <laughs> need to be easier on him because, you know, love makes you crazy and everything. And I, I too, have done something, you know, kind of big Man, and nerdy I'm like sorry, that. dude. It, uh, yeah, I mean, we all have. That's why, you know, that's why it's endearing. But at the same time, it was a cheesy video, man. It was a cheesy video, but I've done something way, way cheesier than that, man. <laughs> sure we all have. Here we go, man. I actually played acoustic guitar and sang a song in our college talent show. 
Ooh, I think I've done that before too. To try and get a girl back, man. You did that too? I think I actually did something similar, yeah. Oh my gosh. So uh <laughs> let, did it let me say, did it work? Uh kinda. Uh-uh, fair enough, man. Well, for me, it did not work. Spoiler alert, it didn't work. But that's why you gotta be easier on Miguel, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, I'm, I guess uh I I was ribbing him because I, you know, we've been there and we know it was dumb and cheesy. We know, I know from experience that it was cheesy and dumb to do that. But you know, that's what that's what teenagers do or young adults do. So, yeah, the song was "Green Eyes" by Coldplay. You guys, just to let you guys. What was your song? Well, the girl that I was uh, talking to at the time, she was into uh, that song, uh, "The Boys of Summer" by Don Henley. <laughs> so I, so I played that. I played that at a like a little talent show that we had at our dorm. That was in the summer of '69. It was uh, in the fall of 2005, I believe. Ah, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, from that older generation. So yes, you guys, in the center of all the Cobra Kai universe, the Applebee's. Hawk saw Dimitri's one-star review about Cobra Kai, and he started to get angry about it. Then Johnny found out that Robbie was not only training with his longtime rival. Daniel now, but he was also living with him at his house. And wow, that is a big deal. And while Sam, Robbie, and Dimitri were at the mall, Hawk and some other Cobras tried to jump Dimitri. We had that cool foot chase with the No Shelter song. And then also that huge karate fight in the mall food court where Sam and Robbie were able to beat the Cobra Kai's and save Dimitri by using the wheel technique that Daniel had been teaching them. It was so cool. It was a big win for the Miyagi-Dos. I loved how Robbie was protecting Dimitri. Dimitri was feeling bad about all that, you know, not being able to defend himself. But Daniel used patience with him and kept practicing with him slower now. And connected with him about Game of Thrones. And that was super cool. So, Team Daniel. <laughs> Moon heard all about all that stuff, though. And she broke up with Hawk, which made him super angry. And while he was getting his anger out in the back room of the Cobra Kai Dojo, Kreese came from out of the shadows told him the fight is never over until you say it is. And I think he convinced Hawk to vandalize Miyagi-Do Dojo, which happened. Come on, Eli. Team Miyagi-Do. Johnny had come home super drunk after finding out that Robbie was living with Daniel. But Carmen saw him and took him to her place, sobered him up, and gave him that really good speech about being the bigger man when it comes to the rivalry with Daniel. And then Tori and Miguel were hanging out on the playground late night, and they connected, and they actually started making it out. Yeah, I think, uh, did uh, was it Tori that made the first move, or was it? She really set it up. Yeah, she I mean, pushed, kinda, that's right, she pushed, uh, she pushed uh, Miguel into, into making the first move. She kind of set right? up the whole situation. They kind of went at it 50-50 when it came to the closing the final distance. But, I mean, 
if you think about it, it looks like both girls he's been with has made the first move on him almost. Almost. Sam made the first move on him, I believe. Sam closed the distance on the kiss. Yeah. Yes, but but Miguel had had won her over and really set up that situation, while Tori had really set up the situation with Miguel. But yeah, yeah, it has been like fifty fifty. Interesting Ooh. stuff. Woo, <laughs> new, new couple. Ooh. Things were also getting pretty hot at the Larusso household. Where it was clear that Sam and Raleigh. La Husso? No. La Racist. La Racist. Where it was clear that, you know, Sam and Robbie, they have feelings for each other. You know, they've been training together, they've been hanging out, they've been even living together, like for a while now. Tension. There is tension. It's a lot of tension. And we had that scene where they were making Sam Oars. Oh, God. What's cheesier? Sam Oars <laughs> or, 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 or Miguel's video? <laughs> I, like, I like Sam Oars, dude. I would eat, I would eat one. I would eat one. Yeah, peanut butter, yeah, yeah, peanut yeah, butter, yeah. butter cup. Yes, please. Yeah. So, yeah, they were making those Sam Oars by the fire. And they almost kissed. But Robbie did pull away, citing his respect for, like, Daniel and the whole situation. Good on Robbie. Yeah, aww. Then at the end, Daniel and his students arrived at the Miyagi-Do Dojo to find out that it had been trashed. Boo. Yes, boo. And the, the banana boat had been vandalized. And Mr. Miyagi's Medal of Honor had been stolen as well. Double boo. Double boo, man. And Daniel, in a rage, Drove to the Cobra Kai dojo, came in, interrupted the class, and stood on the mat. He was like demanding answers. Johnny didn't know. And when they were about to fight each other, just like Kreese wanted, because he had been manipulating them the whole time, Johnny remembered the words of Carmen about being the bigger man, and he backed down. Like this whole episode was all connected. Team Johnny. Team Johnny, right? <laughs> because there is a distinction. We talked about the distinction. There is a distinction between the Cobra Kai of Kreese and the Cobra Kai of Johnny. There is. And so that's a huge distinction. But yeah, we talked about all that. Daniel then told the students that were in the Cobra Kai dojo that that was not the right way. And that the doors of Miyagi-Do were always open. And then he left. And as he did so, he, a bunch of the Cobra Kai students left with him. Ooh. Man, and that is where we left it. Separating the wheat from the chaff. <laughs> well, that's what Kreese is going to say. Right. What a massive episode. And do you remember all that stuff, Cole? Yeah. It was crazy. So, yes, the Dojo Wars, I feel like, had kind of been on the periphery, but now I feel like it had been officially declared. And, uh, that's, that's, I mean, that's way too far, man. Stealing a Medal of Honor? That's way too far. Totally. Stolen Valor, stolen Medal, 
stealing the the biggest medal. That's like one of the. I feel like, and this is speaking honestly and openly. I feel like that's like one of the most uh, uh, disrespectful things you could ever do to someone. Is steal their medal of honor. Yes. Yeah, so that's how deep it goes with Crease. Okay, we need we need to say that it wasn't Eli. It was Eli, but it was Eli acting on the words of Crease. And yep. yeah, Crease has a big rivalry with Daniel and Miyagi. It goes all the way back to 1984 and all the way back to the beach. The Dojo Wars had officially begun now, and things were getting down to the students. Students were getting involved in the rivalry as well, and things are really escalating. So, yeah, do you have anything else you wanted to say about the previous episode, Cole? I think we covered most of it. Just, uh, yeah, things are definitely starting to heat up between uh, the Cobra Kai's and the Miyagi-Do. And uh, it looks like Daniel's going to get some more students. Good for them. Need to up their numbers anyway. And we saw complete and utter disrespect to Mr. Miyagi from Hawk under the guidance of Greasy Crease. <laughs> Gosh, that's why I thought to make this English. I I'm I am Team Johnny, not Team Crease. Well said, Cole. Okay, so with that being said, that was last week's episode, you guys. But tonight is all about this one, which is episode six. And this one, y'all, is entitled Take a Right. And it is directed by Josh Heald. And he is one of the three main writers of this show. The big three, like the the creators and writers of this show. So I think he really took the reins of this one because it's an important and heavy episode. So yeah, he took the reins of this one. And he's the one that directed it. But yes, Cole, why do you think that they titled this episode Take a Right? You know, um, I'm honestly not sure on this one why this one's uh, titled "Take It Right." I'm not. I I really. Yeah, I I didn't see the connection in the episode to the title, to be honest. Uh, other than the fact that they, you know, we'll get into it, but there's like a road trip involved and everything. But uh, I I don't know. Okay, well, I get to drop some cool knowledge on you. Yeah. And yeah, this one is from the very first movie. And it's the line where Johnny and the Cobra Kai's are pulling up on their dirt bikes for the first time. And Tommy says to Johnny to get his attention, to tell him that, you know, there's some kids on the beach and that Daniel's talking to his girl, Allie. He says, hey, Johnny, take a right. Trendsetter, Johnny. Looks like everyone's doing something new. Take a right. Check it out. Hey, Johnny, forget it, man. It's ancient history. Who told you, man? Okay, okay. Yes. I forgot him. I, I guess that's kind of a, a minimal line, you know? That's when I didn't really stand out, so I guess that's where it got me. 
It just happens yeah. real quick. Yeah. It's like, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening. The dirt bikes are happening. But the riders, like I said, you guys, they crafted this show mm. with love and care. And Sneaky. they reached all the way back to Tommy's first line and really the first line of the Cobra Kai's in any of the Karate Kid movies. And yeah, I'll put a clip in the show of that happening. And yeah, he says, hey, Johnny, take a right. Part of their slang. That's awesome. Very cool. You know, this one has to do with Tommy as well. And they're honoring the character of Tommy, also honoring the actor who played him. Huge thing, you guys. But yes, to start off this episode, you guys, we got the opening scene. And it was with a beautiful shot of the valley with the sun rising over the mountains over the city. And we had some of that pan flute dojo music going on. And it was a flashback of somebody doing the one-hit nail trick. And who was that, yeah. Cole? Mr. Miyagi himself. Mr. Miyagi himself, yes. Did you like this scene, Cole? I did, I did. Me too, yes. He was building the fence piece by piece. And he was painting the fence, doing the up and down. Sanding the floor, right circle, left circle. Then there were some scenes where he was cleaning the stone after chiseling the letters, it seemed. And he was putting the lantern on the post, screwing the doors into place. He was trimming the bonsai tree and placing it in the monument to balance on the koi pond. Then we had a sweeping shot of the back of the dojo after it was completed. And Mr. Miyagi was looking on with pride. And it was looking awesome back there, wasn't it, nice. Cole? Coolest backyard ever, I gotta say. Coolest backyard ever. No spa needed. Nope. All about meditation and balance. That is why it was so sad to me when the show faded into the present day. And if you noticed, Daniel was standing right where Mr. Miyagi was standing. It faded him into as well, them two. The dojo had been trashed now, though. The things had been pushed over, torn up, toilet paper everywhere, spray paint everywhere. And how did that make you feel, Cole? Angry a little bit. You know, that's complete disrespect. Complete disrespect for Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, it really made me sad too, especially for Daniel. And he was looking pretty down about it. But he wasn't going to leave it just like that, was he? Oh, no. No, no, not our Daniel. He sighed and he just started getting to work about cleaning it back up. And as he started to do that, 
We got the Cobra Kai title screen in red this time, you guys. And it's always a good episode when it's in red, right, Cole? Right. Yeah, what do you think about that opening scene? A uh, good transition. You know, I, I, I love it when they cut back to the uh, original movies. And this one, yeah, we get a nice view of uh, Mr. Miyagi himself setting up his backyard, which is pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, I do like how they transitioned into its current state with Daniel standing in the same position. It kind of, you know, it just keeps on going with the uh, theme that, you know, Daniel is now the master teaching the Miyagi to away. He's taking on that role. I agree with you there, Cole. And there's, you know, destroying the, their dojo like this and making them clean it up. Like, there's nothing that Miyagi-Do likes to do more than chores. So here yeah, we so go. You know, maybe, maybe in a way, <laughs> it, kinda, it helped. It helped. <laughs> Trash in the place helped. <laughs> it's messed up. <laughs> do you have anything else to say about that, the opening scene there? Uh, no, it looks like, uh, you know, Daniel's just got to kind of start over there pretty much. Starting it over and cleaning it up, which brings us to the next scene, y'all. And we are at the Cobra Kai Dojo. Johnny was making the students do up downs, try and figure out who trashed the Miyagi Do. I'll be over in an instant. The decision's yours. Who trashed the Miyagi Dojo? Y'all know I'm no fan of LaRusso's, but that's sort of bullshit we don't teach in here. And good on Johnny for doing that. You know, he's not standing for this. That's not something that he's yeah. down for. Especially with the no mercy changing you know trying to bring in honor sometimes and hawk was looking pretty sheepish but crease was there saying who is going to break first so he's not helping out hawk at all even though hawk's his pawn he's testing he's testing them again basically there he's testing them again he's showing hawk that he might be on his own yeah Really put him out to dry there. Raymond, <laughs> he popped up saying uh, he was like super sweaty and everything. He was like, it wasn't me since uh, I would never disrespect another man's dojo. <laughs> he said, what did he say to him? Shut your, he says, shut your cake hole, Chubbs. Yeah, that's what Johnny yelled at him. <laughs> so Raymond's nickname is Chubbs. But yeah, could you imagine if it was Raymond though? Like some adult, <laughs> some adult had bought in so hard to like this whole karate drama thing that he trashed like a rival dojo made up of te- <laughs> of other teenage of teenagers. You know, it would have been funny. But anyways, yeah, at that moment though, y'all, Johnny got a call on his cell phone, his flip phone. And he responded, like, how bad is it? And that is, and that is never good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So while that is going on, Mitch asked Crease for a water break, and Crease relented. 
And Hawk came up to Crease during the water break, and he told him that he, he felt like he needs to confess. And good on Hawk for that. But Crease told him, say nothing, that he would handle it. Greasy Crease. So greasy to put a teenager in a bad spot like that because Hawk is in a tough spot. And I feel for him there because not only has he been used by Crease here, but now he's also making Hawk go against his conscience. Yeah, he's, he's, he's forcing Hawk to undermine Johnny, pretty much. And he's forcing him now. Making Hawk go against his conscience, his sensei, and his fellow students. But he's doing it. Johnny came out of the office then, and he told Kreese that he had to leave to deal with something. That he wanted Kreese to find out who did it and to do what he had to do. Kreese said, don't worry, I will. And that is a bit of foreshadowing, isn't it, Cole? Yeah. Yeah. So Johnny left, and now the Cobra Kai students are about to be under the unsupervised tutelage of none other than the King Cobra himself, Sean Kreese. And wow, that is just what he wants. Kreese. That's just what he wants ever since he came back in episode... 10. Oh, God. You see, he weren't. He slithered, he slithered his way in, dude. He slithered in. It didn't take him that long either. Just a few Gre- episodes. Greasily. And he's back <laughs> on top. Uh, <laughs> albeit temporarily, but he does. He can just train these kids up now. And Johnny's not there. So he snuck in. He slithered in greasily. Do you have anything else to say about that scene, Cole? Well, Johnny should be worried. Oh, we should all be worried. But yeah, Johnny's let his guard down with Crease. That's that's why they are where they are now. That is true. But in the next scene, though, you guys, we are back at the Miyagi Do Dojo, and Daniel was picking up the trash in the back while Sam. Robbie and Dimitri, they were trying to upright the big stone they had been pushed over. They were struggling, though, and Robbie was saying that he thought it was going to need a forklift. Sam was saying, how did they even knock it over? Daniel answered to that, saying, it's a lot easier to knock something down than it is to lift it up. And do you think there is some truth to that statement, Cole? I mean, uh... Physically, yes. Like <laughs> it, it's definitely gravitationally, easier. Gravitationally, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, and that's true. When it comes to physics, yes, that's true. Yeah, but I don't think Daniel is speaking on physics there. Though maybe something. But no, he's, he's speaking metaphorically, and he's true with that. Also, it's easier to destroy things almost than it is to repair things. It takes more work to repair things. It totally does, and yeah, it could even be like showing that Cobra Kai is more about knocking things down by bullying other people and by striking first. And Miyagi-Do is about building things up, you know, balance, helping others. Team Miyagi-Do. <laughs> <laughs> Team Johnny! <laughs> Daniel 
continue. Don't worry. We will get it up again. And he smiled. And I just, man, I love Daniel, dude. Good sensaying there. Daniel's a nerd. Daniel's a nerd. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, who said that? Who said that? Yeah. All right. No, we'll see what happens. So at that moment, Chris and two other teenagers came to the back of the dojo. You know, Chris was Mitch's friend who was in Cobra Kai, but he left at the end of the last episode. So him and two others came to the back of the dojo then, and they asked, they were like, is this Miyagi-Do? So Daniel said, yeah, but then Robbie started charging up to Chris, man. He was ready to fight him. And, like, why is he trying to fight him like that? Because he was one of the ones who tried to uh, beat up uh, Dimitri at the mall. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's what Robbie is saying to Daniel. And he also said that he thinks that, you know, he's like, hey, he'd probably trash the dojo, too. But Chris said, you know, he didn't have anything to do with that. And then he said he was sorry about what happened at the mall. I'm glad he said that, but... I feel like he needs to apologize more directly to Dimitri, you know, but you know, these are teenagers and, and that was a good start. That was a good start. I'm willing to let that happen. Makes me think of, uh, what was the, the show with, the uh, Chris Lilly, the, the Jonah, the character. Like, so, uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. sorry like, he, yeah. like, he punches the other kid while he's saying uh-huh. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kicking the rocks and all that stuff. So, Sorry, no, but it was it was a good start. But yeah, you're, that's right. Dimitri was also a little apprehensive though about letting them in. You know, saying this is kind of like letting the wildlings behind the wall. And yeah, I would be. I can totally get where Dimitri's coming from because these are the guys that tried to fight him. You know, so he's like, hey, are you going to let them? You know, this is my safe space. I'm trying to get away from this. So it's it goes to a joke real quick, but. Dimitri, you know, could have been scared, so <laughs> he played it off by saying that. Uh, do you remember what Daniel responded to that by saying, though? Yeah, Daniel told him, well, isn't it the, uh, the Wildlings that helped uh, Jon Snow win the Battle of the Bastards? <laughs> that is such and, a good and, answer. And Dimitri uh, uh, says, oh, I should use a better metaphor than that. Uh-huh, he could have, he could have found another one, but... Yeah, I like that. It's funny, but it, and it also showed that Daniel and Dimitri, they're still connecting through like the Game of Thrones thing. Like that's going to be their connection. So yeah, Daniel smiled and said, "We're happy to have you." And he started shaking their hands, saying, "You know, there's no need to call me sir." He said, "Just call me Mister Larusso." And I really like that. Mister Miyagi would be proud of seeing that. So Robbie and Dimitri were still looking a little apprehensive, though. They were, like, still kind of hanging back. So it seems like there's still some things that need to be worked out there. And, yeah, do you have any more stuff to say about that scene, Cole? No, uh, I do like the, uh, the Game of Thrones uh, reference. I'm glad that, uh, that Dimitri and, and, uh, and Daniel were able to kind of connect over, uh, over that. And I like that Daniel is, you know, he, you can tell he's there, he, he loves Game of Thrones. <laughs> he knows, he knows what happens in the show. So it's kind of, it's pretty funny <laughs> to me. 
Yeah, I wonder who who Daniel likes in the Game of Thrones universe as a whole thing. That's funny. Probably Jon Snow. Probably Jon Hey, everybody likes Jon Snow. Right. Well, we're going to move into some serious stuff here, you guys. We are at the next scene, and we are in the San Bernardino Hospice Center. Johnny was showing up there. And he started to sign in, and we got to hear a familiar voice and see a familiar face. And who was it, Cole? It was uh, Bobby. Bobby! Oh my gosh, yes. Bobby, one of Johnny's friends, straight out of Pride Kid 1. One of the Cobras, y'all. And he was played by actor Ron Thomas, and I never thought I would see him again. So how did it make you feel to see Bobby again, Cole? It was cool. I didn't, you know, I didn't recognize him. He looks oh, different. Oh man, well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, he's older. <laughs> he's all the guys old. are older, you know. He's older. He's missing a few hairs and aren't we all? And he's a he's a, pa- he's a preacher now, right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So who was he? Bobby was the one who Crease told to injure Daniel in the first movie. And who was saying, like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. And yeah, and I'm not trying to turn everything back to the first movie, but maybe Bobby is a pastor now because of all that stuff that happened back then. Maybe. Possibly. Possibly. Maybe. He did have a conscience, though, because he he was also the one who was saying, you know, he's had enough, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. When they were jumping Daniel after the school dance. That's the same same guy. So yes, they they hugged and everything and they talked a bit more and he said, Yeah, Tommy's back there for you. he's there for, he's there for Tommy. And he starts to go back to where Tommy's at. And we got to hear this somber acoustic guitar song, y'all. And this is an excellent song from the Cobra Kai Season 2 soundtrack. And they only use it for this episode. And it was called You're the Champ. It's really hard for me, and it's perfect, perfect music once again for this show. And I just wanted to call attention again to the music of this show. I love it. Perfect. Always hits the right emotional notes. And we're going to hear that song again later, too. So did you notice that, that song, uh, Cole? Yeah, yeah, I did. Mm, it is perfect. Perfect, perfect. So Johnny made his way back to where Tommy was, and the song kept playing. And he got some slow motion flashback shots of, of those three. You know, it's a, then they were pulling up on their bikes in Karate Kid One. They're yeah. like smiling. 
and the music was hitting and man i gotta be honest with y'all when the show does scenes like this like it really gets me yeah man it's great it really gets me it gets me every time and yeah it was a really touching scene really well done with the editing the music this this show you know it hits all the it hits all the emotions you guys so yeah tommy is played by the original actor too rob garrison that's awesome and yeah did you ever think you're gonna see him again no it was uh it was really great seeing all these guys again i like how i was gonna ask you this so when when johnny uh walked back to go see tommy uh tommy's watching tv and he apparently he's watching a soccer game and johnny says to him you're watching soccer it's worse than i thought <laughs> And I was wondering what you th- what you thought about that. <laughs> I think we need to go ahead and just go ahead and uh, we're going to go ahead and shut down the show, you guys. It's, it's it was a, this is the last episode. It was fun. Good night, everyone. In case you don't, in case the listeners don't know, Kip is a is a, is a huge soccer oh, fan. Obsessed. So. No, that's classic Johnny right there. <laughs> that is classic Johnny. You know, he's about that American football. You know, good old fashioned American. <laughs> football and yeah american karate what did you think about that i thought it was funny when he said that <laughs> it was and man tommy got that huge smile when he saw johnny and yeah rob garrison's still really good actor as well so they they joke around a little bit then Johnny, you know, he looked really concerned, and he, you know, he asked, and to the point, yes, does it hurt? And so it seems that Tommy's really sick, y'all. Yeah, he's in hospice care, which means, you know, when you're when you're in hospice, you don't have much time left. Yeah. And Bobby was there too now, and and they start to joke a little bit more, but Tommy was like coughing so much after they started laughing and Johnny said, you know, he told them we're going to fight this, which is, you know, Johnny's a fighter. And, but Tommy responded, he said, no, this, that part is over. And he said, besides you are always the better fighter. And man, this scene really gets to me, you guys. It really gets to me. We also get this little interesting line, okay, which I didn't pick up on the first few times. But Johnny responded to that by saying, well, you beat Vidal in the semis in 83. And Vidal was a fighter in the 84 tournament, the original Karate Kid. He was played by the actual Daryl Vidal, who was an actual martial artist. That's cool. And he was also he also was one that played Mr. Miyagi in some of the Mr. Miyagi fighting scenes in the first okay. movie. Yeah. Daryl Vidal. So they mentioned him real quick here. That's it was cool. pretty cool. Yeah. But then, you know, Tommy responded to that by saying, and who beat me in the finals? So it was Johnny versus Tommy in the yeah. final in 83. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Two Cobras against each other. So that kind of gives you an idea of how good Tommy, Tommy, Tommy was in fighting good. as well. Yeah. 
two Cobras against each other in the championship, and you know Kreese was probably pretty proud at that moment. Maybe that's why I took it so hard. Yeah. And lost. Yeah, I never picked up on that. I never really picked up on that Johnny versus Tommy in the final 83 until actually just when I did the show just now. So it's cool going through all the little details, you guys. It is. At that moment, a fourth Cobra came from the first movie, and it was Jimmy. And he's played by the original actor, too, Tony O'Dell. I love how these guys all have very like common names. Johnny, Bobby, Tommy, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, you got to end with Y. As long as you yeah. end with Y. So, yeah, he was there with a gift basket. And he was saying that his wife and kids send their love. And that's interesting because we're kind of learning more about what happened to the other Cobras from the first movie, you notice. And Tommy, we don't really know what his situation was, but one of the Cobras moved on to become a, a preacher, and one moved on to become a family man. And then one held on and restarted the Cobra Kai dojo. Very interesting. Very interesting. So. Yeah, what do you think about that, Cole? Cool to see uh, uh, where, the, where those guys are at now. And uh, I'm glad that they brought them back on the show. I'm glad they brought back the original actors for them, too. It's pretty awesome to see it. Man, it's so cool. Yeah, they bring back the original actors for everybody. I don't think, now that you mentioned it, I don't think they have any stand-ins that I can think of. No. So that's pretty amazing, you guys. Very, very cool, and not every show can say that. A nurse came into the room at that point, and Johnny, Bobby, and Jimmy, they went out into the hallway, and Jimmy and Bobby started to let Johnny know they were thinking about signing Tommy out, giving him a wild night to remember. Yeah. And when they started talking about that, whether it's safe or not, we heard a flat line go off in the other room, and they ran in there thinking that Tommy was in trouble. And yeah, how scary would that be? Right. But he, but he was ripping off the sensors, and he was smiling. He's ready he was, to go. Yeah, he was saying, let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, man, Tommy's got a great smile. And yeah, it was a, it was a tough scene, but... Yeah, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, like I said earlier, man, it's great seeing these guys again. Okay. So in the next scene, you guys, we are back in the Cobra Kai dojo. We're in the back room. So Kreese was putting the students through their paces. He was making them use battle ropes and lift weights and still trying to get them to break. And while we are back here, and while the students are working out, I thought this would be a good time for us to check up on some Dojo Watch. <laughs> Dojo Watch, y'all. We, in my opinion, we are at peak Johnny slash Cobra Kai Dojo right now. And the front room is looking fully done. The back room is done too. 
and we have the battle ropes now with the free weights in the back. Yeah, they get some better equipment now. It's like a proper gym now, pretty much. It's almost like a proper gym. And if you notice, a few episodes ago, we had like the battle ropes and stuff, like on the t- like on the to get uh, marker board, and now we have them. So it's cool. They put the stuff on the list and actually got it. So the American flag was on the wall back there. There was also a new speed punching bag, like you were saying, Cole, like a gym. There was even a kicking dummy. We got mats on the floor back there. We got weight racks back there. And if you even noticed, there were some steel lockers along the wall there. And then behind the mats, I also saw some like big truck tires from like, Picking up and all that. Some CrossFit type stuff going CrossFit. on there almost. Yeah. So the original dojo started off with mats and a punching dummy only, really just about karate. Now we're starting to have like weight training stuff, some more combat dummies, like the speed punching bag and stuff. And was 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 that Crease's influence or Johnny's idea or both? Or how do you feel? Maybe both. I think, like I said, you know, in a lot of previous episodes, uh, you can tell that the dojo is doing well and uh, they got more money coming in. So I, f- I feel like maybe Johnny's just like, you know, wanted, wanted to make it the best he could make it. And I'm sure like Chris was involved with that too. Yes, I think we're at peak Johnny, peak Chris. So yeah. I think that could be the end of Dojo Watch for now. Till later. Hi-ya! So Raymond was about to puke. His crease is really pushing him. And he asked Aisha if it was okay. <laughs> Their eyes got real big. And she was like, no, do not puke. So the students started to argue over who did it. And I think that's exactly what crease wanted. He wants them to argue against each other so it'll take the heat off a hawk and therefore himself and also bring the Cobra Kai students together against the Miyagi-Do. Kind of like a skirmish, like to force a war. You know, crease. That's in my notes (laughs) right here. The master manipulator. Uh Creasy crease. He's forcing them to do this war kind of like behind the scenes he's starting to make them he's starting to mold them into the way he wants while johnny is away and it's working so greasy so yeah he stops them fighting each other and he's like do you really want to know who did it it was hawk And then he saw he turned immediately back into Eli. Started like look, like looking around. I love that Jacob Bertrand. And he goes, and it was Diaz, and it was Nichols, and Chubbs, and Red. So Red's the older one of the Ginger Twins, by the way. Crease <laughs> went on to say that they live the consequences and the spoils together. And that when one of them makes a move, they all make a move. You know that that actually is uh, some like real life like club mentality right there. Oh yeah, he's trying to bring them all together. It is like it is like that in this, you know in, in 
yeah, clubs like that, like where you know you, one person represents the whole the whole group, like bikers and punks yeah, and stuff, sort of like that, yeah. Which is a good mentality sometimes, but the thing is, is he's the one that's forcing the <laughs> violence, kind of, and saying, "Hey, we're all in it together." But he's the one making the move. Yep. So that's why it's not cool. It's greasy, greasy, mm, greasy. It's so greasy. Yeah. So what? Yeah. What do you think about that? About all of that? Well, like you said, he's trying to uh, to get them to, to to band together as a whole to to go to be against Cobra Kai. Oh yeah, he said they're all Cobra Kai, and yes, he then told the students. He said. The, the camera was real close to his face. He said, main dojo, five minutes. The real training is about to begin. And wow, Ugh. that is super ominous from Kreese. Yeah, this is no good. Oh, my gosh. I was like, oh, they're in so much trouble. They have no idea. And yeah, do you have anything else to say about that scene, Cole? I think Johnny's going to have a mess to clean up when he comes back. A big one. In the next scene, we are at the Miyagi-Do Dojo. And I like this. We're really focusing. We're just going back and forth between Miyagi-Do, Cobra Kai. Miyagi-Do, Cobra Kai. Like, we're not really dealing with, like, family stuff or, like, school stuff or work stuff. It's It's just dojo, 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 dojo. And is this show giving you exactly what you want right now, Cole? It is. <laughs> I want to see this dojo buildup and this dojo rivalry buildup. I agree. I agree. And it's giving me what I want, too. So perfect. And, yeah, we kind of, got, we kind of forgot about work. And, and that's kind of apparent because... Amanda is on the phone with Daniel. And she's concerned that he's missing he's missing this work stuff. Yeah, he's missing a meeting. He's missing a meeting or something like that. Missing a meeting. Daniel countered by saying, Well, I got a lot of students right now and a lot of new students. So he's having trouble balancing the dojo. Yeah, he's losing his balance. But balance is his middle name, Cole. You know, Daniel sometimes is known to, you know, he's known to sometimes break his own rules. <laughs> hey, balance is easier said than done. Right? Definitely. He does have a lot of new students and kind of unexpectedly a bunch of new ones in a way. They all are coming at once. And so he's thinking about that. And during the call, he, he heard some fighting in the back. He hung up on Amanda, saying that he has to go deal with something important. Yeah, you you, you know she probably didn't take that well. Oh, no, she caught that for sure. Yeah. She's not going to let that slide. But yes, uh, there are a bunch of Miyagi-Dos and Cobra Kais hanging out together, and they're all teenagers, and they actually had already fought each other. So, yeah, he is sitting on a powder keg. It's about to go off. Because in the back, Chris and Dimitri, they were not getting along. And Chris was saying that Dimitri called him an imbecile and that, <laughs> you know, he can't just drop a challenge and leave. Okay, what's going on here? This nerd called me an imbecile. And I told him he can't just drop a challenge and leave. 
I didn't drop a challenge. He dropped the potted plant. Does that sound familiar, Cole? It does. It sounds like some Cobra Kai teaching. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that is the exact words that... Hey, Johnny! <laughs> hey, Johnny! <laughs> I agree with that one. You can't just, you can't just drop, you know, you can't drop something like that and expect to, to be done with it. I, I'm kind of with him on that. Yeah, that's some Cobra Kai t mentality for sure, but it's also a word-for-word -word quote from the Karate Kid 1 when Miyagi and Daniel were at the Cobra Kai dojo and Kreese told him, you can't just drop a challenge and leave in my dojo and leave, oh. old man. Uh, no more fighting. This is a karate dojo, not a knitting class. You don't come in my dojo and drop a challenge and leave, old man. Oh, man. See, you got me again, dude. Woo. Got me again. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Good catch. Oh, that's what we're yeah. here for. That's what we're here for, folks. So, yeah. Love that. All these, the writers, attention to detail. It's off the charts. Yeah, it's just great. chock full of this the whole way through. And I love pointing it out. And that's why we're doing this show, y'all. All these little cool reasons. So. Chris and Dimitri, they're not getting along. They're the ones that have already fought each other at the mall. Dimitri defends himself, though, saying that Chris was the aggressor, which is true. I mean, Dimitri didn't go around picking a fight with Cobra Kai. They just found him in the mall. And now they're here. So Daniel is having trouble integrating his new students. The ones that left Cobra Kai in the last episode into the new Miyagi-Do dojo. He has to break them, break them in somehow and break them of those old habits of thinking. In the background, though, the Miyagi-Do dojo, it is looking better, like from when it started off in this episode. It was all trashed, but it's starting to look better. But to try and get the new students to work together, he gave Dimitri and Chris the task of raising the Miyagi rock. Like, that's their new goal, their new little work. task. He forced them to work together. He did. I thought that was so cool. It is cool. Yeah, they have a job to do together. So you're going to have to overcome your shortcomings to, to, to conquer this goal. Yeah, Dimitri sighed and he looked at Chris and they looked how they were like looking at each other. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna have to uh check back up on those guys later. And yeah, do you have anything else to say about that scene, Cole? I like the way Daniel handled that. I think it's good that yeah, these two guys are obviously not getting along. Let's put them in a situation where they must work together to solve something. It's kind of forcing them to to get along, you know, pretty much. I love it, man. Miyagi would be proud of that as well. And yes, you guys, I am getting into my second cup of coffee right now. So guys, at the next scene, we got four cool dudes on motorcycles. Johnny, Tommy, Bobby, and Jimmy. They had some Super rad biker gear, and they were starting up some cool motorcycles like Harleys. Yeah, just like a, it's like old times kind of there, right? Yeah. 
Yes. Yes, because the show is showing that too, because we had some spliced yep. in scenes from the first movie of them on dirt bikes. And it was a super cool call back. And yeah, how did that make you feel, Cole? That was that was awesome. That was great to see those guys together again, uh, riding riding you know riding bikes again. Yes, they were riding bikes in the first movies, riding bikes again here. I think just upgraded upgraded from from dirt bikes to Harleys. Oh man, you're right. And we even had the same song going on. It was from the first movie, and that was the song, "The Ride." by the band Matches, you guys. Memory cool, back in the days of high school, we were a real pair. Barely of age, I was the star on your stage, so devil may care. Super cool song. And they put on their masks, and their masks and stuff, their gloves was all like skeletons. Did you notice? Yeah, that's a callback also. Oh, man. To when the they Halloween, were skull and bone. Yeah, the Halloween costumes. Oh, my gosh. Love it, man. That's, that's so amazing to me. Like, ah. Yeah, it's like you said, it's, 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 the small, it's the small stuff in the, in the show that... They really like the details you said, that they get that sneak in there. Because mm-hmm, it's a send off for yeah. these four guys. It's a send off for three of these guys, at least. Uh, I think Bobby comes back later, but I don't know if they're going to bring Jimmy and them back. Maybe, but yeah, this is like the last their ta- last time together, and to really bring it all around with small little details like that, it just it's doing honor to the originals, and I love that they do that. So we got to do honor to this show, too. And I think we do try, Cole. I think we do try. You're right about that callback. And Johnny put on his mask, and he said, let's ride. (laughs) And we got a cool montage of the old Cobra boys going on an awesome ride with their motorcycles. Here's the montage, y'all, as we had that song going on. They were riding through some beautiful forests. They were going over some bridges with some rivers going on underneath. And it was spliced in with the footage of them riding their bikes in Karate Kid 1. And it was perfect. And I really enjoyed these scenes. Yes. So they drove to a spot called Big Bear Lake, y'all. And they had their camping gear on their bikes. And what a cool road trip. I would have loved to go on something like that with them. Along the way, though, for them, they stopped off at a cool biker bar. And the boys were having some drinks and telling some stories, drinking beer. And how cool was that? The gang's back together. The gang is back together. So they were sitting around the table telling a story when Tommy had tried to use a fake ID to get them beer when they were younger, and the bartender served them dishwater, and Tommy <laughs> drank it all. Ew. Because <laughs> he said that he didn't know what beer tastes like, so he drank it all. <laughs> so funny. And they laughed, y'all. And they were, they were going over the good old times together. And all this stuff 
by the way, it, for me, it, it really increases the backstory of, of the four during yeah, you get to their, their, one. You're all mm-hmm. best friends. Yeah, it goes back and it like adds in more to Karate Kid 1. And yeah, that's all a bonus to me. They also talked about a time when Dutch broke the dartboard with his head and went to juvie. <laughs> and when in a time that Johnny got so that was when Johnny got so drunk and hung over that he missed Allie's birthday and she got angry at him. Johnny said, "Yeah, she got so mad. She yeah, she dumped my ass, man." And you know Ooh. that then it kind of got kind of serious. There was like a serious vibe around the table. And why do you think that was? Why did it get so serious well, when he said because that? Because they they all know what happened next. I feel like they know what happened next, but they also they also know how serious of a of a relationship that was for Johnny. They knew that he loved her and the whole Daniel thing. But like the yeah. whole thing was like kind of a sore spot. For yeah, I like how that uh, gives us some insight also about, you know, what happened before Daniel showed up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why they broke up in the first place. Remember, they it said, why did, remember they, they had broken up the summer before. Why? This is it. That's, that's the reason why. This is it. He got yep. so drunk that he missed her birthday. He got hung up. He was hung over. You know, I didn't make that connection until just now, you guys saying it. That that's the reason that, you know, Daniel had a had an open window there. That's so funny. I don't know how many times I've seen this show and gone over it. Even when I was making the notes, I didn't make the connection. That's funny. So they they, they had pretty much like just broken up, I guess, when Daniel showed up pretty much. Like, yeah. And he yeah, like you said, he yeah, he kinda just snuck in there. There was an open yeah, they were broken up at the time and and yeah, they got it got serious around the table, and I think it's maybe they knew that Johnny maybe still likes likes Allie, you know, or still pines for her, you know. Always talked about her, said that you know she was the yeah. one and stuff, and so that's why it got serious. Not just because they knew what happened, and it was a serious relationship for him at the time, but maybe he still still has got feelings for her, maybe. So yeah. The group got quiet, and then uh, Tommy said, yeah, it's her loss, huh? And then Johnny just drank his beer. So, man, this is a serious episode, you guys. It's a serious one. So they even cheered for Dutch, saying, saying that uh, you know he was in prison. So you know that's where Dutch is at right now, you guys. Dutch was the super crazy bleach blonde hair guy from Karate Kid 1. The actor didn't agree to come back for the show, and that's kind of how they wrote him. But it fits his character. He's in jail. He's in jail. The conversation then turned to Johnny and about what he's up to, what he's been up to lately. And he started to tell them he's opened up a karate dojo. And then they got quiet again. And Tommy asked them, what's it called? And Johnny answered, it's called Cobra Kai. And wow, that is huge. Yeah, they all uh, looked like they couldn't believe it. They could not believe it, man. Bobby asked, you brought back Cobra Kai? And then Johnny answered, that's not all that's back. And he is alluding to Crease, of course. And that is huge. 
two. The boys look concerned, and yeah, what did you think about all of that, Cole? Well, there's still, uh, you know, they were, I guess you know, they were all, they all had a little trauma from that, you know. So it, uh, it, it kind of it, it cuts deep to them still, and they, they haven't forgotten what Crease is like. So they're they're, genu- they're genuinely uh, concerned uh, for Johnny about this. Now I agree with you there, and going back. Do you think they were kind of traumatized by the events of the movie of Karate Kid 1, or are they traumatized by just the whole Cobra Kai experience and John Kreese being so super hard on them? or Just uh, just Kreese's way of teaching and the way he was with them. You know, he, you know, he, he, he's manipulative, manipulative, and they, 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 you know, I guess they were affected by that, you know, and they don't want to see that happen again. Yes, I agree with you. I think. They don't like how harsh the training was, and they're concerned that Johnny brought that back. And yeah, they should—they have a right to be. Mm-hmm. Almost like PTSD. Speaking of Crease, we are cut back to the Cobra Kai dojo, and we are in the main room. Crease was having the students spar with each other with tournament rules, with the points. And the flags and the students were on their knees in like a square or watching the other ones. And that's exactly how Crease was training up the Cobra Kai's in Karate Kid 1. So it's, it's a good callback to the Cobra Kai's and having them. Now we're actually seeing that actually happen in the Cobra Kai dojo in the show. So he yelled, I, you know how he does. And the students in the middle, it was Tori versus Mitch. And this isn't crazy karate action here, but it's very precise fighting with the points and everything. So y'all know how we do it. Mitch started the match. And he went in for some low kicks. Tori blocked those, encountered with some jabs that Mitch was able to dodge by backing up. But as he went in for another attack, y'all, Tori was able to land a hard sidekick to Mitch's midsection, which caused him to go down to the mat. Miguel raised the flag, you know, to award Tori the point. But Crease told Tori, she said, hit him again. And wow, that's exactly what was happening when Daniel and Miyagi went into the Cobra Kai <sighs> Dojo and Karate Kid 1. Greasy old Crease back to his old ways. You're exactly right about that. But not only this, and not only that, but this is going directly against what Johnny has been trying to do with Cobra Kai. Yep. You know, you're not supposed to hit him when they're down. You're not supposed to hit him when the fight is over. So Tori is looking unsure. And Mitch was looking unsure as well. But then <laughs> Kreese told Tori, Hit him again. Do you have a problem with that? Does that sound familiar, Cole? Yeah, that's that's classic Kim. 
<laughs> Classic crease. He said the same thing uh, to Johnny. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that. So, man, another callback to Karate Kid 1 there. Nice catch there, Cole. And, yeah, Tori was standing there, and Kreese said, the fight isn't over until your enemy is finished. You show your opponent no mercy. So he's bringing that no mercy back in. He's bringing it back in. And that is a tenant of Cobra Kai. It is. If you all remember. But Johnny was starting to kind of phase it out sometimes. You know, the no mercy thing when it comes to fighting. So this is definitely Kreese bringing back his original vision in. And yeah, how do you feel about that, Cole? I think with Johnny's way... It you show no mercy, but you still show honor. So you know, you, you show no mercy until someone's down, and when they're down, you're you know they're done. That's how I feel about it. No mercy, no, no mercy's still there, but like you said, he's he's trying to make it a, a more honorable than you know kicking someone when they're down. But Chris still has a little bit of truth in his way. I mean, if you're in a, ever in a real, you know. Uh, actual life or death fight, and you're going to want to keep on fighting them until they're completely done. Oh, yes. That's what we talked about it. That's why it's the trickiest tenant of Cobra Kai. Because there are times when you need it, and then there's times where it becomes dishonorable. We talked about it, but that where Kreese came from, you needed that, no mercy. So He was literally fighting in, in, in war. Yeah, so. Mm hmm. And we're going to get into all that, you guys. But yes, Tori looked at Mitch and she started to go in with the no mercy to hit Chris with a knee. But Miguel stepped up and he said, Wait. And I just love this moment, man. Just even talking about it right now, it gets my hair standing mm -hmm. up. Because what a, I mean, that really showed a lot of courage coming from Miguel. Okay, go jo against Team Johnny. <laughs> Team Johnny, hey, I'm with you there. I'm with you on that one. Yeah, go Miguel, though, man. He uh, stepped up in front of the whole class, in front of the whole everybody and Crease, and said, Wait! This isn't what Sensei Lawrence has been teaching us. Excuse me? There's no honor in being merciless. Tori scored a point. It's over. And Cole, you are Team Cobra Kai, and it seems, but it seems Cobra Kai is going through sort of a power struggle here. They are. They're trying to find out which way, where's you know, which direction is the soul of the dojo going? Team Johnny. And <laughs> hey. All right, so yeah, I was going to ask you, are you with Kreese on this one or Johnny? And you already answered me, but let me yeah. go ahead and just say why would you pick Johnny over Kreese here? Because Johnny teaches these kids to have confidence, but at the same time show to, to be honorable. And that's why I like Johnny. Kreese is just manipulative and looks like he just want to turn these kids into 
his own private little army or something, man. I don't know. You know, like it's, <laughs> I mean, I guess, you know, Chris is just a disrespectful, slimy guy, you know, and I don't, I don't like him. He's, he's horrible. He's, he's, uh, he's kind of evil, you know, I guess. Well, we're going to see if he has his reasons for being that way in the future. You guys, Miguel is also on your side. But Crease would counter you, saying, Sensei Lawrence is right, of course. In a tournament, the fighting stops when you land a point. But in the real world, it's not about scoring points. It's about being a winner or a loser. And there are no losers in this dojo. And is he right or is he wrong there? He is right about that. It's tough, isn't it? He's got you know, us it, there. It, when it comes to, <laughs> and I'll, I'll add this: when it comes to to fighting, it all really does. Uh, what it comes down to is the escalation of force. Uh, if someone is fighting you, and you know, it, and it comes it becomes a point to where it is life or death, then yeah, you do have to kind of go all in. You know, like the last episode, go all in and, and uh, yeah. show no mercy. But yeah. you know, if 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 the, if the force is not that strong, and you know, you're just having you just got into like a some sort of like scuffle or street fight or something, and but the other person you know is down, you, you can tell they've had enough, and they're kind of conceding. Then yeah, back off. There's no point in keep to keep going once you, once you know you've already won the the fight, then it should be it should be over, if that makes any sense. Oh, I'm hey, I'm with you there. So. But Kreese has got us on that one. He's got Miguel, too, because Miguel didn't know how to answer. Though I think Kreese almost teaches that no matter what, you should just always show no mercy and go all the way. And no no matter what the the occasion is, you know, you just always be as ruthless as you can be, which, you know, that's not not something I agree with. No, but it's very situational. And, yeah, we'll have to really break down each situation as it comes about. But there are situations where he's right, and that's where it gets tricky, folks. Miguel didn't know how to answer to that, so he went quiet. And yeah, we will have to see what happens with that, you guys. And yeah, do you have anything else to say about that scene, Cole? The no mercy scene there? Uh, No. Okay, that allows us to go ahead and move on to the next scene. And we are back at the Miyagi-Do dojo, y'all. And I really love this scene. In the main room, Daniel was sitting with the new students. And he was asking them, (laughs) what is the purpose of karate? Okay, let's get down to brass tacks here. What is the, he's trying to decondition them in a way. So in the room with him were some of the new students from the Cobra Kai Dojo, including Little Red. <laughs> we got <laughs> Little Red of the Ginger Twins. And we also have another one um, named Nathaniel or Nate. Okay. And he was the tiny kid like Bert. Yeah. Skinny kid with glasses. <laughs> tiny kid. <laughs> <laughs> And, 
Yeah, Daniel had asked, what is the purpose of karate? And he immediately pipes up saying, <laughs> Strike first, strike hard, no mercy, sir. <laughs> the, smallest, the smallest kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Daniel was like, no, no. He said, you've been brainwashed by Cobra Kai. So, yeah, he's like deprogramming these kids, yeah, man. Yeah. Kind of like they come from like uh, North Korea or something. <laughs> no, Daniel said, uh, he said, clear your minds. And he said, think. What is the ultimate purpose of karate and what is the ultimate purpose of karate cole what would, what would nathaniel say <laughs> don't be a pussy <laughs> be a pussy <laughs> 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 yeah that is classic johnny <laughs> definitely that is from johnny so yeah, Daniel has his work cut out for him. You know, Daniel's just like, oh. yeah, he knows. He knows that's straight he knows up Johnny. Yeah, he too. knows that's straight up Johnny. Yep. <laughs> He's like, damn, these kids have been taught by him. And yeah, I'm glad we got some good laughs in there, y'all, because it's a serious episode. But that is funny, yeah. dude. They set it up. Don't be a pussy. I love that because he was like thinking, and he was like, the kid even said he was like, don't be a pussy, like. <laughs> Yeah, he nailed it. That's Nathaniel. That's funny. I like him. I like both of those guys. So, yeah. In the back of the dojo, though, y'all, Sam and Robbie, they were replanting a bush in a, in a pot, and Robbie was glaring at the new students. And he was saying, man, he's like saying, I can't believe that Daniel let them in here. And I am Team Miyagi-Do. And I can admit that uh, Miyagi-Do is going through some changes, too. As the students have, they have to merge together and become one. Because if you think about it, these, these are teenagers, and they just recently got into a fight, and they used to oh, be yeah. enemies. They're going to hold a grudge for a while. It's going to be tough. It'd be tough to make even you know, adults do that. So Daniel's got his work cut out for him. Sam countered. Robbie by saying that Daniel wants to see them change, right? He wants to see them change. But Robbie countered that by saying that they won't change because you can't change how you feel. And I think Robbie was solely talking about the new students when he said that, like he wasn't trying to lead Sam on there or anything because he immediately went back into like planting the, the, bush and everything but i think sam took notice that it could be you know it was a two-sided comment you know yeah maybe of two ways the, their feelings for each other yeah exactly yeah and she totally has still has feelings for him and that set her off because she looked at him man and she really still she's really got the hots for him still Yeah, so that is steaming. So also in the back, Dimitri and Chris were struggling to get the Miyagi rock up. Chris was trying for brute strength, but Dimitri was trying to use his mind and trying to get them to use a fulcrum to get the stone up. So he tries the fulcrum method, and it breaks. And, and Chris joked, full crumb, more like full crap. 
<laughs> I gotta say that was a pretty good one. And just in case for some reason somebody doesn't know what a fulcrum is, it's just a it's a lever. Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey. Uh no, that full crap joke was funny. It was funny. And uh Chris went in to pat Dimitri on the shoulder after he said his joke. But that kind of set Dimitri off. And so they started to fight again, and you know, Chris shoved Dimitri on the ground. Sam ran over, and then Daniel ran out. Whoa, whoa, what are you doing? We're on the same team now. Once a Cobra Kai, always a Cobra Kai. Well, that's not true. I know it's not true, because... I used to be a Cobra Kai. And man, that... Woo! <laughs> man, that floored everyone. Like... What? Robbie was like, what? Sam was like, what? Everybody Mr. was. Russo the, used to be a Cobra Kai. Kai, Kai, Kai. <laughs> oh my gosh, that stunned everyone. And Daniel has some explaining to do on that one. And wow. Do you have anything else to say about that scene, Cole? What do you think about that? I like that because it's, it's true. It's a callback to the third movie. Oh, yes. Daniel does become a Cobra Kai for a moment. He did. That'd be Mr. Terry Silver. Terry Silver, folks. So, yeah. Man, what a scene. Do you have anything else to say about that scene before we move on, Cole? No, I'm just glad to see that. Uh, I really like how Robbie and Sam take up for Dimitri. He's fully one of their, you know, dojo now. Oh yeah, yeah, they both ran over to help. Yeah, him yeah, out. They, 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 they're like as soon as like Chris shoved him down, like, oh my god, Dimitri, you all right? You know, mm-hmm. is he okay? Yeah, and, they uh, fought for him last episode. Yeah, and so uh, you know, I like how they, they, they kind of he's he's fully a member to them, I guess. And uh, I like to see Daniel also the way he 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 tries to to get these kids to work together. And uh, yeah, like <laughs> he dropped a bomb on him. Oh, I used to also be a Cobra Kai, and that's awesome. Massive bomb. Massive bomb. I don't think anybody would have seen that one coming. So, yeah. Huge stuff, you guys. In the next scene, though, y'all, we are at that biker bar with the boys, Cobra Kai boys, and they were getting on to Johnny. Yeah, because remember, they were, they were mad at him for bringing back the Cobra Kai. They were like, what? You brought back Cobra Kai and John Kreese? And they were saying that it wasn't good to do that. And it wasn't good bringing out that no mercy bullshit out into the world. And that John Kreese is bad news. So they're like not only saying that John Kreese was like too harsh, but like even though even the teachings that he was representing were too much. Yeah. And good. And glad they still feel that way about it. Yeah. And they said, you know, we know that, and but Johnny should know it more than anyone because he got it the worst. He did. He did in the movies, but maybe there was even more to that. Maybe there was even more to that that we don't know, which could be in the spinoff, you guys. Which I think there will be. A, if I had to put my money on it, I would say it's a spinoff. Young Johnny, young Kreese, so young, young Terry Silver. Uh, so. Johnny countered that by saying, People can change. 
Just like Cobra Kai could change. Yeah, right. I'm serious. I'm trying to change Cobra Kai. Crease is on board. They're like, Crease is down to change his teachings? They're like, what? They're looking around at each other. They seem super unconvinced. Tommy Preston. He said, do you trust him, Johnny? Johnny didn't answer directly, but he said everyone deserves a second chance. And and wow, the energy is uh, really I like how Johnny said that and then just you know and just in the previous scene, Daniel said the same thing. He's like the Cobra Kai's deserve a second chance. Wow, nice yeah, connection so, there. Yeah, yeah. There's the you know that balance is there. That is great. They really, and then one scene after the next. So yeah, they. You're right, man. Good catch. I never caught that one. Nice one, Cole. Good connection. And yeah, he said everyone deserves a second chance. And the energy at the table has really changed. They were just a few scenes ago. They were laughing and doing all these old stories and stuff. But now they're like arguing. In a way, almost like yeah, on the verge they're, they're of They're all arguing. agreeing that you bring increase back is not a good, not a good mm -hmm. idea, and it's not. It really isn't. But you know, Johnny, he's good. He's a good natured guy when it comes down to it, and he, I think he fully does think that Crease has changed, even though obviously Crease has not changed. Oh yeah. Now, Cole, I think you're right there, and I think that there is. They could have a huge discussion about whether it's right or wrong to bring it all back and all that. But that's not what this trip is supposed to be about. This trip is just supposed to be about one time outing with the boys. It's about celebrating Tommy's life. About celebrating Tommy's life. And Tommy knows more than anyone that his time is short. And he does not want to spend his last trip like this. So... They read across roads, and I really like it because Tommy just cut right to the chase, and he said, you know what? I want to play some pool with my friend. And, man, that is some great stuff from Tommy right there. I mean, Johnny knows what's up, too. You know? Team Tommy. <laughs> team, to team Tommy. New team. <laughs> team Tommy, you guys. Team Tommy and the Pool Sharks. <laughs> Johnny knows the time is short, too. And he says, yeah, Tommy, I'll play some pool with you. And I just love all the unspoken stuff there. So, yeah, they start walking over towards the pool tables. And there's some sort of altercation going on. Some biker guy. Like, well, like what was going on when they walked over, Cole? Some dude's being a jerk to some girl. Kind of grabbing at her, and she's not having it, and... He's just being a he's just being a jerk. He's being a jerk. Yes, you're exactly right. He's grabbing at some girl, some guy with some big o o rings in his ears. <laughs> some gauges, yeah. Some gauges, yeah. And is that what you call them? O rings? Is that what you call them? No. Is that they're called. <laughs> What's an O ring? Uh, an O ring is a uh, like a seal for like a engine. Yeah, it can be or for anything. Uh. What kind of man doesn't know cars? <laughs> uh, oh, dude. So, okay, I was just trying to get uh, to the right. To toilets have O-rings. Oh, yeah. I was talking about <laughs> me. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what's in a car. So, yes. 
the the guy with the big gauges in his ears was trying to grab at some girl and she was like don't touch me asshole so he's already a bad dude Tommy and Johnny saw as they were walking up and the guy with the uh with the gauges uh, I have in my notes is O-rings, which sucks. <laughs> That's what I <laughs> this is the nickname I gave him was O-rings. Uh, for, all right, we'll just call them O-rings. That's what my notes are. So O-rings was like something I can help you with, boss. And, but Johnny smoothed it over. He knows time is short. He said, yeah, we got next. And it could have ended there. It should have ended there, but O-Rings saw Tommy and said, that is the ugliest Make-A-Wish kid I've ever seen, and you, you know what? You can suck my... And he put his hands on Johnny, and that is not a good idea. And we go in with a good old-fashioned bar fight. Yes. Yes. And we get a song by Sin Sister called Fight Song. This is the fight song. Don't point your finger at me. Pray for that God for kids. I don't hurt. This is the fight song. And are you ready for some great karate action, Cole? I am. Ha <laughs> ha. Me. Two. So yes, here's the play-by-play. Bar fight karate action. Bar fight karate action with the Cobra Kai's. All right, folks, get ready. It's karate time. Johnny twisted O-ring's arm around and then grabbed for one of his O-rings and ripped it straight out. So he's just O-ring now. I'm glad that Johnny Johnny struck first, <laughs> which, is, which is great, just awesome. Yeah, he was ready for it. Got to strike first, and the boys at the table started to notice the fight too as O-Ring reared back for a big right hook, but Johnny was faster, and he gave him right hook instead, straight to the face, causing O-Ring to fall back there. He was just so much faster there. Johnny then gave a backwards punch to O-Ring's friend, Beard Guy, who was coming <laughs> up from behind him before Johnny did a front kick to O-Ring's chest, making him fall and hit the pool table before going down. Some great bar fight action. Beard Guy tried to hit Johnny, but Johnny dodged it and he used his momentum to throw Beard Guy into the crowd, who's starting to gather around now. Bobby ran into the fight now, and he dodged a swipe from the guy with the pool cue because there was other bikers starting to get involved now. They're a gang. We got a biker gang versus a karate gang here, and the pool cue guy missed it as Bobby did a jumping front kick and knocked him down and making him drop the pool cue. Tommy also started get involved and he threw a left hook on Beard Guy's face knocking him towards Jimmy who blocked a punch from him and then hit him in the face. 
And then Jimmy looked at his hands and he was like, wow, he was like, I still got it. <laughs> after all these years. <laughs> he is a family man after all. And I bet he hasn't thrown hands since he got out of Cobra Kai. So funny. I love that reaction. Another biker, Camo Hat, was fighting Johnny. And Camo Hat is strong, you guys. Johnny did a front kick on him, but it didn't knock him down. And then Camo Hat and Johnny, they were trading blows for a little bit before Johnny got him into the chalk wall. But Camo Hat pushed him off and he was able to land a hit on Johnny's face. But when Camo Hat came in for the second punch, Johnny uses momentum to dodge and he swung him around before kicking him in the legs. And while that is going on, Bobby, he was landing some kicks on Gray Shirt. It's, it's pell-mell in every direction right now, you guys. They're all fighting. They're all fighting. And before he could land a front kick on his face, so, and then right after that, he, he landed a front kick on Gray Shirt's face. And so the boys can st still, they still got it, Cole. They can still kick ass. I just gotta see, if you get your ass kicked by a cancer patient that's uh, on his deathbed, you suck. He's still got the Cobra Kai <laughs> Tommy's, still, Tommy's still badass. Tommy's badass. Team Tommy. Man, Johnny was still grappling with Camo Hat, and Johnny actually slammed Camo's head down onto the bar table, knocking Coors Banquets all over the place. Did you notice that? Yes. A bunch of Coors Banquets. And then another guy, purple shirt, trying to tackle Bobby. But Bobby was hitting him on the back while Jimmy threw beard face guy into the bar railings, knocking him on the ground. It was such a good fight. Johnny was finally getting the better of Camel Hat and had him up against the pool table before doing a spinning front kick to his face. And it sent that guy spinning off the pool table onto the ground. Man, that's like Johnny's signature move. That spinning front kick really clocked him. And Purple Shirt had Bobby pinned up against the wall until Jimmy broke a chair over Purple Shirt's back. Yeah, dang. <laughs> and Bobby threw him into the bar table. So the boys are kind of starting to get the better of the bikers now. There's a real, there's a real melee in here, you guys. So yeah, O-Ring was back in the fight now, and he tackled Johnny up against the wall and was choking him from behind. And they were kind of near that girl who was being harassed earlier. And she noticed Johnny was in trouble. So he was like reaching for a bar glass and she like slid it down the wooden plank. Old school cowboy movie style. <laughs> right? Yeah. Johnny grabbed it, broke it over O-Ring's head, caused him to fall down, and Johnny even gave a wink to her. Classic Johnny. Which, uh, by the way, in real life, is something you don't really want to do to anybody ever. Smash, smash a glass on their head. It's not not a. It's uh, that'll, that'll that could concuss someone or put them or <laughs> that might put somebody in the hospital doing that. In real yeah, life. you just got to wink afterwards. So he winked at the girl, and so the bikers were there riding in pain on the ground. 
as the boys stood over them, and they still got it, don't they, Cole? They do. It's awesome to see that they're still able to fight like that. Oh, man, it was awesome. So, yeah, what did you think about that fight scene, Cole? Oh, yeah, I loved it, man. I loved seeing uh, all the old Cobra, the OG Cobra Kai's. They still got it. Even Tommy. Even Tommy still got it. But I guess we found out earlier that Tommy's uh, he was as, as good as Johnny, you know? Almost. I guess Johnny's slightly, Johnny's just a little better. But Tommy still got it, even the state that he's in. Seeing Jimmy also, uh, like you said, Jimmy's a family guy. Probably hadn't fought since Cobra Kai. Bobby's a preacher now. He's still able to fight. <laughs> yeah, I like the. They made it, like you said, like a like a classic barroom fight. Also with the breaking a chair and a glass. <laughs> oh yeah, that was the next thing in my notes. It said uh, I liked how they were using all the stuff in the bar, the pool yeah. cue, the pool classic. table. It's classic bar bar and brawl. Classic. Yeah, they they were smashing into the bar tables. He got thrown off the bar itself. The chairs, the pint glasses. I mean, if you're gonna have a bar fight, might as well use all of it. And they did. And it was such a good send off for the boys, man. Having them do one more great rumble and them all fighting together. Ah. Fantastic. So, yeah, do you have anything else to say about that scene, Cole? No, I enjoyed it. Oh, man, me too. So, the next scene, y'all, we are in the Miyagi-Do Dojo. And, yeah, Daniel's got some explaining to do, like we said, guys. Daniel was explaining to all the students, all the students, not just the new ones from Cobra Kai, but he's talking to Robbie, he's talking to his to Sam, his daughter. He's explaining to the whole Cobra, he's explaining to the whole Miyagi Do. And he started off by saying, Cobra Kai sells power and strength. And at the time, he was weak. And he begins to tell them about the events of Karate Kid 3, you guys. Started off by saying it was 1985, and he had just won the All-Valley, but that Mr. Miyagi didn't want him fighting in the tournaments anymore. So if you remember, they got into an argument. Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing. He joined Cobra Kai. And as he's talking, we got some of the flashback scenes of Daniel training with Terry Silver in the third movie. The ultimate greasy person. We haven't heard too much about... King Grease. King Grease. Hey, I would even say that... I mean, this could be argued. This is kind of besides the point. But I feel like Grease is, is greasier than Terry Silver. Terry Silver is almost more of just like an iconic evil, you know? Yeah. Maybe, but yeah, they're both pretty dang greasy, dude. Now that I bring it, I mean, he, hey, Terry Silver was doing all like the business moves and stuff. So yeah, he's pretty greasy himself. Now that I think about it, slimy silver, slimy. Yeah, he's more slimy, <laughs> <laughs> greasy crease and slimy silver. Yeah, he's like crease is greasy, but silver's slimy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. That's where it was. We knew it was Ter- there. Terry Bull Silver. <laughs> Terry Bull. Well said, dude. Nice one. So, yes. 
Daniel was doing the flashbacks of him training with Terry Silver in the third movie. And Daniel said that he learned to strike first and he learned how to strike hard and to show no mercy, but it turned him into an angry and violent kid. And we had a flashback to where Daniel punched out that guy at the dance, Karate Kid 3. Sam spoke up at that moment. She said, you know, I, I didn't know about any of this. So he kept it from her. And maybe he even kept it from Amanda. Although Amanda might know about it. But yeah, he may have kept it from Amanda. He said that it's uh, not something that he's proud of. So I, I can understand where he's coming from a little bit. But yeah, this is, this is news to everybody. Daniel went on to say that it's easy to be seduced by Cobra Kai. But my point is anyone can be seduced by Cobra Kai, even me. And I'll admit, Cobra Kai makes you feel stronger, tougher, but it will also get you in trouble. And that's what happened to me. I'm just lucky Mr. Miyagi was willing to take me back. And as he was talking, Cole, the students in the dojo, the old and the new, they were all like really listening. And it reminded me of when Johnny confessed to his students that he used to be a loser. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. He was like, I used to be a loser like you. And Daniel's kind of saying, I used to be a Cobra Kai like some of you. Daniel's like, I was a loser and a Cobra Kai. (laughs) 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 That's funny. Yeah, he's saying, I used to be a Cobra Kai like some of you. And loser like some of you. (laughs) <laughs> Rock ain't no loser. Sam ain't no loser. But yeah, so this is Daniel really connecting with his students here. Like, how's he going to make them merge? He's going to connect with all of them. So he, he himself has been in both positions. So Yeah, he's been in both. So bridging that gap there. And he is saying... So remember, it doesn't matter who anyone was before they stepped into this dojo. All that matters is that right now, today, we are all Miyagi-Do. Man, I'm going to play some of their music there. What a moment and what a great speech from Daniel. And I love those flashback scenes too. And did you like that speech, Cole? Yeah, I did. Yeah, this speech really spoke to the students. And they are going to have to learn to get along if they're going to be successful. I like how, uh, you know, the callback to the third movie also. It's great. Yeah, and not only is it a callback, but they use the events of the third movie to really influence the show in its present day form. You know, how is how would Daniel connect with a bunch of new students coming from Cobra Kai? He's going to let them know, "Hey, I used to be just like you, but I've you know changed it to be Miyagi Do." Is it all brainwashed from Johnny? Yep. 
And at the next scene, y'all, we are back at the Cobra Kai Dojo, just going back and forth here. Miguel was in the back room. He was doing some kicks on the kicking dummy. Tori came in, and she teased him a bit, saying, are you playing footsie? You're practicing your roundhouse. <laughs> and I like that. She said, uh, and as he was laughing, she said, think fast, and she tossed some gloves to him. Yeah, Tori's, Tori, you're right, man. Tori is cool. Tori's and cool. He, <laughs> Tori's cool. So, yeah, they, uh, she went up and kissed him, and she kissed him, and they, she said, let me show you how it's done. Because, you know, she was a kickboxer before she got into Cobra Kai. And so, Tori was kicking, and Miguel was blocking, and they started talking about that day's lesson. Miguel was saying, he was like, hey, what do you think about today's lesson? It was, pretty, it, was, it was pretty crazy, huh? And she said, not that crazy. But he stopped again. He said, doesn't it feel like some of what Sensei Kreese is teaching them is wrong? That life is only about winning? And yeah, what are your thoughts on that, Cole? Is life only about winning? No. And I like that uh, Miguel is questioning that. Uh, and he's sticking loyal to Johnny in that aspect also. Team Johnny. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I respect Miguel for, for questioning that. Uh, and no, life's not all about winning. Although, yeah, I would agree, I would agree with you. But in, you know, Tori thought about that, and instead of answering outright to that, she began to tell a story about when her family was struggling and when her mom got fired for bringing home some leftovers from a restaurant that she was working at so that Tori and her brother would have enough to eat. She said that the manager said, fired her mom saying that it was against company policy to bring food home. And she said it was her mom's first offense doing this. And she said her mom wasn't stealing, stealing as the food was going to go in the trash anyway. Lame. <laughs> Way lame. Tori finished by saying, The world shows no mercy. So why should we? Some people have it good. But the rest of us, we have to fight for every inch of what's ours. Not just to score a point. For everything. And that is kind of getting to and like at what the who the core of like Tori's who is Tori? Yeah. And yeah, what is some of her backstory? It shows that, and it also shows that she's already bought into Kreese's teaching. Yep. It was really great writing to show both of those things at the exact same time. And so some of the students are already falling under the sway of Kreese and fall away from Johnny's vision she for does, the new he, Cobra Kai. sprinkles a little bit of grease on you. You just <laughs> fall for it, man. He splashes a little grease on you. <laughs> yeah, 
it not only worked on Tori, but it could could have been working on some of the other ones as well. And yeah, Miguel understood. You know, he he understood. He nodded. You know, his mom. You know, it hasn't been hasn't been easy for Miguel either. No, I was about to say, yeah, he's not yeah. like a rich kid or anything, so he understands where she's coming from. He nods. And so Tori said, hands up, and she started kicking again. And I really, really, really like that scene there, Cole. So what do you think about her little story there? She's right. Some people do have it tough. Some people, sometimes uh, life doesn't show mercy. But uh, I think she's got it wrong where she says, you know, why why shouldn't we show mercy to others? Because, uh, you know, sometimes, like you said, it's not, you know, like I said earlier, it's a a key you got to know when to be honorable and when, when to use that escalation of force. But I see where she's coming from. But, you know, she's, she's being manipulated by Kreese already. Threw some grease on her stuff. <laughs> yes. She's being manipulated, but also she's got a chip on her shoulder. And, yeah, there's uh, it was really great riding there. It's going to kind of do some class it's going to pull on some like class warfare in a way here coming up so it's really laying the groundwork showing us who tori is and also she is falling underneath the sway of crease bring a little grease on her like you said <laughs> you splash a little grease on her. <laughs> so yeah do you have anything else to say about that scene cole oh, i don't think so Okay, that allows us to go to the next scene, and we are back at the Miyagi Do Dojo. And I feel like we've only this is this whole episode really only been in the two dojos and the road trip. Very tight riding. So yes, we got Dimitri and Chris, and they were in the back, and they were trying to get that Miyagi rock off the ground still. And they were prying it up with tools this time. Or as Chris put, put it, they were both going to do this fulcrum thing. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel and the other students, they were watching as well as Dimitri and Chris started to lift it off the ground. Got some, got some bamboo this time. Yeah. And the music was starting to play as they were starting to get it off the ground. One. Two, three. And I, I liked it because the other Miyagi Do's could have grabbed it and helped out, but this is this is Dimitri and, and Chris's task, yeah, you know. Exactly. I like it. So, and yes, Cole, they did. They they finally got it off the ground into place as the music hit. Good job, guys. And wow, man, I think now is a good time to tell you guys. What is inscribed on the rock, man? Did you did you uh, did you translate that? No, uh, there's some Japanese characters on there, but I don't I don't know what they stand for. Yes, it was in Japanese, and here's what it read, you guys. It read, "Jealousy does not see the rocks in the garden." Jealousy does not see the rocks in the garden. And yeah, that's something to think about. I took it to mean that jealousy does not see the hard work that 
it takes to get an outcome. Like you can be jealous of somebody's success potentially, but you might not see all the hard work they had to do to put in behind the scene. So je- jealousy only sees a finished garden. It does not see. Yeah, the I got you. You don't see the flaws in the other person. You just see the good things. If you're je- if, if you're if you're jealous. Yeah, there's different ways to look at it, but yeah. that's the way I took it to mean. And Daniel was proud. He was like saying, see, if we work as a team, anything is possible. But as Dimitri and Chris went in for a simple high five, Chris went in for a fist bump, but Dimitri went in for a handshake. Oh, awkward turkey. (laughs) And kind of did just kind of an awkward hold of Chris's fist. (laughs) That's the old awkward turkey is what you call that. Yeah. (laughs) It was funny. It was funny because of them two being different and all, but it was also funny. It it almost also showed that they're not all just in sync just yet. Yeah, Daniel is bringing them together with his speech and making them do the thing, but they're not there all the way just yet. Still. So yeah, do you have anything else to say about that scene, Cole? We learned that accomplishing a task takes both brains and brawn. Mm-hmm. Something of which uh, neither one of those kids actually have. No. <laughs> hey, you put them together. You put them together. So, yeah, man. The brains and the brawn. Which one are you and which one am I? Are you the brains or the brawn in this operation? Uh, neither. All right, who knows? I mean, either, either. All right, we, we're, we're doing it. Snuck out of that one. So, yes. Yeah, well, so maybe you're the brains then. So, yeah, so, yeah, the next scene, you guys, we are in the woods. We are beside Big Bear Lake. And it's that night, y'all. And it's Johnny and Tommy, and they're sitting by the campfire, having a few more beers that night after the bar fight and driving on their motorcycles and all that stuff. Tommy was telling Johnny, he said, today was fun. Ah, man. Johnny invited Tommy. He said, hey, come to the, come to the dojo sometime. <laughs> and Tommy said, yeah, just like the good old days. <laughs> and then he got quiet, though. He said, man, he said, where did all that time go? Jeez, I think I've asked myself that question before. Mm-hmm. Tommy then said, you know, there was something I never told you. Didn't think you needed to know. Screw it. I was in love with Allie. What? (laughs) He said, I was working up the courage to ask her out when someone else came in and struck first. (laughs) A.K.A. Johnny. Team Johnny. Team Johnny. Team Tommy. Team Tommy. Team Tommy, (laughs) y'all. Tommy said that that's why he joined Cobra Kai. To have the balls to do what he did. 
He wanted to have that. Maybe just not the smell. Not the smell, he said. <laughs> <laughs> they laughed. But then Johnny confided something to him, too. Said, you know, I never really got over her. He said he dated plenty of babes after that, of course. But he never really let his guard down like he did with her. And we started to hear that really cool acoustic guitar song. Music always hits the right emotional notes. So it's so, such a great addition to the show. Tommy looked into the fire and he said, you still have the thing that's more important than anything. Time. Johnny said, yeah, time for what? But then Tommy answered by saying, you know, time to meet someone new, to change your life. Do what you want to do. Johnny answered by saying, I don't know. Right now, all I want to do is to make sure my students don't make the same mistakes that we did. Yeah. He said, I don't want them to look back on their life full of regret. So that's getting down to the core of who Johnny is, where he's at right now, too. But Tommy smiled, man, looked at him and said, you'll do it, Johnny. You're the champ. Just like the song, name of the song. Oof. Johnny got a tear in his eye on that one. He put his hand on Tommy's shoulder. As the guitar music played on, and man, that is just such a touching scene there, Cole. And yeah, what'd you think about all that? Uh, yeah, it, it was a touching scene, man. I, I like uh, what Tommy uh, said to, to Johnny. It's true. Like uh, Johnny does still have time to make things better for himself and uh, to do what he wants to do. Uh, and I like how Tommy does call he calls him you know he's he gives him that uh, encouragement by saying he is the champ because I guess in his mind that you know Johnny's always been the champion so that's awesome uh, and uh, I think uh, we yeah yeah we get to see a little bit uh, more of Johnny and you can tell he's a he's a flawed guy that does have regrets about things I'm, I'm glad that uh, to see that that Johnny uh, is wanting to make a positive change in his own life so. Team Johnny. Yes. He wants to make a change in his life, but he's also making... In the the kids' lives, too. In the kids, yeah. yeah. He wants to make sure... He's doubting himself. He's like, I don't want to make sure that they don't make the same mistakes. And, And then Tommy comes through saying, yeah, you'll do it. You're the champ. Ah, man, it gets me every (laughs) single time. 
every single time, and it's still getting me. So, well done, show. Well done, writers. Well done, acting. And well done to the music, as always, y'all. Mm. In the next scene, we are back at the Miyagi-Do Dojo, y'all. And it seems like it's the next day. Okay, it's the next day. And we are with Daniel, and he's got the students in the back. And he's teaching them the synchronized kata stuff. And they were all doing it with him. The scene then faded into the Cobra Kai dojo, where the students were stretching out as well there. And Miguel made his way to the back of the room before class. He wants to talk to Kreese real quick. He's lifting some weights in the back. Miguel. Oh, please don't tell me that he's also fallen underneath Crease too. Miguel started by apologizing to Crease. And he said, I'm sorry I was disrespectful to you for challenging your lesson. That's exactly what Crease wants to hear. This apology is, I think, motivated by the conversation he had with Tori. Definitely. Yeah, because she. He didn't want to go against what Johnny had to say, but now he's like, dang, well, I see where Tori's coming from, so maybe Crease is right. Crease told Miguel that Miguel honors Sensei Lawrence with his allegiance, <laughs> and that allegiance is nothing to apologize for. But then he went on to say that Sensei Lawrence's heart is in the right place, but he is afraid to, if he's afraid, he's a little mixed up. But that together, they will make sure that he gets back on track, won't we? Ugh. And Miguel said, yeah. <laughs> and Crease patted him on the shoulder. And now Miguel is under Crease's sway as well, too. Crease. No, after all the. All the hard work we've done and, with Miguel. And, you know, Kreese knows the bond that, uh, that Miguel and, and Johnny share. And he's now manipulating uh, Miguel to, to push this way of thinking back onto Johnny, pretty much. There, that's what he's saying, you know. <laughs> so, you know, we're, gonna, we're gonna both going to get him back on track. He yeah, knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, he's saying that. He knows what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's undercutting Johnny. And he's getting Miguel on board. He's doing it behind Johnny's back after Johnny kind of like trusted it, you know, entrusted Crease to watch out for these kids. Gone for one day, man. He's already, already, I guess it's one day. I don't know. It may be longer than that, but. I bet it was the next day. It seemed like the next day in my notes. I don't know how long that trip they were on actually was, but it seemed like just just a day pretty much. Maybe just a day. Yeah few days tops but yeah i got in my notes right there as well greasy crease exclamation point creasy and as miguel walked off crease looked he was like smiling at you know miguel and then miguel turned around and walked off and then he went to like straight up serious mode again like frowning because he was thinking and we started to get a montage as the 
Queen song started. The show must go on. Classic song. And we have to get to a, a musical montage here as that song begins to play. And we saw the campsite. Yeah, it is the next day because Johnny's waking up and he hears and he's seeing Bobby and Jimmy and they're, man, they're trying to get Tommy to wake up. Oh, no. And we got a scene of Kreese training the Cobra Kai students just how like he used to do in Karate Kid 1. He was saying... Cobra Kai is not a hobby. It's not a club. And Bobby was pounding on Tommy's chest. Man, say it ain't so. But he was, then he was crying as, as Johnny was like yelling, wake up in slow motion, man. Right at Tommy's face, but Tommy was not waking up. Crease went on to say, Cobra Kai, they're your brothers and your sisters, as it was showing like Miguel and Hawk, Tori and Aisha. Then the Miyagi Do's were doing the kata, and the paramedics were showing up on the campsite. And they were checking Tommy's pulse. Is Johnny and Bobby and Jimmy, they're like just like sitting down next to each other, holding each other. They were all super distraught, man. Great acting all around. And it was like showing the paramedic, like looked up, and he like shook his head no in slow motion. As Crease went on to saying, You are all Cobra Kai for life. And he said that's because Cobra Kai never dies. dies as they pulled the body bag over Tommy and they were zipping it up. And man, that gets me. And it's super crazy. Why is it super crazy, Cole? Multiple reasons Multiple. right there, man. Tell us why, man. Well, I know you know. First, it's crazy because uh, well, t- in the first movie, t- and Tommy is the one who said the line to, to Johnny, uh, get a body bag. Yeah, yeah. He actually said, "Get a body bag." He said, "Get a body bag." Yeah. Oh my god. And so he's the one who said that. God. He's getting zipped in. And it's also crazy because Kreese just said, uh, "You're all Cobra Kai for life." Well, those guys were all Cobra Kai. They still were until life. 
But then he also says Cobra Kai never dies as Tommy dies. Oh, yeah, no, it's crazy. Cobra Kai never dies, man. Pull the body bag on a Tommy. Man, yeah, he was the one that yelled it out at the All Valley in Karate Kid 1. And, yes, the writers couldn't help themselves. And there was some, I mean, that's perfect, dude. I, I also thought the line was, Put him in a body bag, but you know, I guess I've been Mandela affected because uh, going back, the, the actual line is "get a body bag." And all these years, I thought it was the same thing. Put him, come on, Johnny, put him in a body bag. <laughs> Man, as they're zipping up the bag and the Queen song is hitting, show must go on. It is cut to black. End of episode. Super heavy episode. Super heavy ending. Wow. And man, what did you think about that ending montage, Cole? It was pretty crazy there. I like how the kind of. This is like a now you know meta, like metaphorical stuff going on there at the same time. It was, yeah, this might be one of the heaviest episodes we've seen yet. It was good. Oh man, it was fantastic, and they are really showing how the dojos are starting to really entrench themselves into their dojos. There's no middle ground anymore at all. You're either one way or the other. And the dojos are gearing up for the karate war big time that's being forced by Kreese. And, man, that episode always makes me sad. I got to be honest with y'all. And we need to make this, I feel like we need to make yeah. this, we need to make this ending of the podcast extra special for Tommy, too, because that character that actor he was actually really he was actually sick you know was he yeah oh yeah he's actually sick they leaned into that for the show and in a few i think it's next season unfortunately we do get rob garrison you know um in in memorial of at the end of the episode he yeah so it makes that's what makes it extra extra heavy because it's it's not playing around with it and rob garrison did a great job there and for him to you know talk about being sick while he's sick and you know yeah it's that's a big deal so uh but is the uh, is that the first death in the show i think so i think so too besides mr miyagi besides mr miyagi I think you're right there too. So yeah, what do you think about that episode as a whole, Cole? It's a heavy one, man. I I, I enjoyed it though. Uh, I liked uh, seeing the old, the original Cobra Kai's back together, having a one last good time together. With uh, you know, they're all best friends. It's good seeing those guys all together again. Would you say they gave Tommy like a good send out? 
Yeah, he said himself he had a he had a fun day. You know, he, he said it. Mm-hmm. He, he got to he got to be with all his best friends. He got to go ride motorcycles like they all enjoyed doing. He got into, they even got to be in a little bar fight. They played pool. They drank beer. They went through the old times together. Talked about old times. Yeah, he he, he had a he had a good last day of his life. He had like a, a fireside confession. So I think they uh you know they they, they did him well. Did you have any favorite lines or moments that stood out to you in that episode? Yeah, like I thought it was I thought it was funny when uh when uh, Daniel was talking to the uh, the new Miyagi-Do members about what they what they feel uh, feel like the meaning of karate is in a uh, <laughs> one kid uh you know strike hard strike strike first strike hard no mercy and I just yell on it and then like no no oh, think of think about it hard what else could it be uh don't be a pussy <laughs> that was I thought that was hilarious yeah nathaniel yeah he's really yeah. good already that's our first time seeing him he'll be back i gotta say that some of my favorite lines and moments were definitely the road trip with the boys really stood out to me with the song that was happening such a great callback. Same song that had them riding around. We had the excellent bar fight scene. Daniel telling his students about him being in Cobra Kai. The raising of the Miyagi rock. All of that. I just loved it so much. Yeah, man. It was a heavy one, but I think they did a good job still. It was good. There was a lot of stuff that happened on the Cobra Kai side of things and the Johnny side of things with Crease and Tommy and all that. But I don't think yeah, it, he's gonna definitely gonna have a mess to clean up when he comes when he, when, he's, <laughs> when he's back. So we're gonna see how that turns out. Oh yeah, we will. But I was gonna say that there's a lot of in, important stuff that happens on the Miyagi Do side of things in this episode too. Of you know, Daniel telling his students about the things and his daughter about the, you know, his stuff in Cobra Kai and Karate Kid three, and also bringing the students together. There was just good things happening. There was a lot of important things happening on both sides, man. I got to say, I'm going to miss Rob Garrison. I'm going to miss Tommy. He was a big yeah. part of my childhood, you know. He was a, he was a part of my childhood for sure. I remember hearing him say those words in the movie and all that stuff. And you know him, uh, apology. You know Bobby apologizing. I remember all that. So yes, seeing these he, guys he had back. one of the uh, most iconic lines of of the whole you know co- uh, Karate Kid movie uh, that you know put him in a body bag. I mean, it's like everybody knows that line. And uh, yeah, he 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 did a great 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 performance in this episode. Great actor. He still got it, man. I feel like he he had a good he had a good career of acting, and you know he's a great smile. And the put him in the body bag line is great, but also to bring back take a right. Hey Johnny, yeah. take a right. Also, really great writing there to bring that back. Yeah. So, man, I gotta say, I'll have to. I'll really miss him, and it's hard for me to say 
bye to these guys because they're big, you know, they're really, really great. Hopefully we get to see them some more in the show because it really warmed my heart to see all those guys again played by the same actors and all that. It's Tim here. Mm-hmm, definitely. So good, heartwarming stuff all around, but heavy, heavy stuff as well. So kind of on a downer there. We got to watch out because Co- because Crease is really stolen the show uh, from Johnny. And not only has he taken his dojo away from him in a way, but man, he got Tori, he got Miguel, he definitely got Hawk. And that is a shame. This is really Johnny that brought it back. So, yes, last check. Do you got any more stuff to say about that episode, Cole? I don't think so. All right. Well, if that's all you have to say, then I think that we can end this one. But, y'all, I just have to say real quick, thank you, listeners. Thank you for being here, you guys. And thank you, fellow Cobras. And yes, thank you, Cole, for being here. Thank you for your time. And thank you as well. Hey, you're welcome. I have a great time doing this with you. And I'm going to do it again next time because we are going to go all the way. And why are we going all the way, Cole? Because... Tommy. Tommy never, never dies. dies. That's right, you guys. We'll see y'all next time. Bye, everyone. Don't be a pussy. <laughs> Peace.